Chapter five of the Wise Woman. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Nathan at antipodeanwriter.wordpress.com. The Wise Woman by George MacDonald. Chapter five. The Wise Woman walked straight up to the hearth, looked at the fire, looked at the bed, glanced round the room, and went up to the table. When she saw the one streak in the thick dust which the princess had left there, a smile, half sad, half pleased, like the sun peeping through a cloud on a rainy day in spring, gleamed over her face. She went at once to the door and called in a loud voice, Rosamond, come to me. All the wolves and hyenas, fast asleep in the wood, heard her voice and shivered in their dreams. No wonder, then, that the princess trembled and found herself compelled. She could not understand how to obey the summons she rose like the guilty thing she felt forsook of herself the hiding-place she had chosen and walked slowly back to the cottage she had left full of the signs of her shame when she entered she saw the wise woman on her knees building up the fire with fir cones already the flame was climbing through the heap in all directions crackling gently and sending a sweet aromatic odour through the dusty cottage that is my part of the work she said rising now you do yours but first let me remind you that if you had not put it off you would have found it not only far easier but by and by quite pleasant work much more pleasant than you can imagine now nor would you have found the time go wearily you would neither have slept in the day and let the fire out nor waked at night and heard the howling of the burst birds more than all you would have been glad to see me when i came back and would have leaped into my arms instead of standing there looking so ugly and foolish as she spoke suddenly she held up before the princess a tiny mirror so clear that nobody looking into it could tell what it was made of or even see it at all only the thing reflected in it rosamond saw a child with dirty fat cheeks greedy mouth cowardly eyes which not daring to look forward seemed trying to hide behind an impertinent nose stooping shoulders tangled hair tattered clothes and smears and stains everywhere that was what she had made herself and to tell the truth she was shocked at the sight and immediately began in her dirty heart to lay the blame on the wise woman because she had taken her away from her nurses and her fine clothes well all the time she knew well enough that close by the heather bed was the loveliest little well just big enough to wash in the water of which was always springing fresh from the ground and running away through the wall beside it lay the whitest of linen towels with a comb made of mother-of-pearl and a brush of fir needles any one of which she had been far too lazy to use she dashed the glass out of the wise woman's hand and there it lay broken into a thousand pieces without a word the wise woman stooped and gathered the fragments did not leave searching until she had gathered the last atom and she laid them all carefully one by one in the fire now blazing high on the hearth then she stood up and looked at the princess who had been watching her sulkily rosamond she said with a countenance awful in its sternness until you have cleansed this room she calls it a room sneered the princess to herself you shall have no morsel to eat you may drink of the well but nothing else you shall have when the work i set you is done you will find food in the same place as before i am going from home again and again i warn you not to leave the house she calls it a house it's a good thing she's going out of it anyhow said the princess turning her back for mere rudeness 
for she was one who even if she liked a thing before would dislike it the moment any person in authority over her desired her to do it when she looked again the wise woman had vanished thereupon the princess ran at once to the door and tried to open it but open it would not she searched on all sides but could discover no way of getting out the windows would not open at least she could not open them and the only outlet seemed the chimney which she was afraid to try because of the fire which looked angry she thought and shot out green flames when she went near it so she sat down to consider one may well wonder what room for consideration there was with all her work lying undone behind her she sat thus however considering as she called it until hunger began to sting her when she jumped up and put her hand as usual in the hole of the wall there was nothing there she fell straight into one of her stupid rages but neither her hunger nor the hole in the wall heeded her rage then in a burst of self-pity she fell a-weeping but neither the hunger nor the hole cared for her tears the darkness began to come on and her hunger grew and grew and the terror of the wild noises of the last night invaded her then she began to feel cold and saw that the fire was dying she darted to the heap of cones and fed it it blazed up cheerily and she was comforted a little then she thought with herself it would surely be better to give in so far and do a little work than die of hunger so catching up a duster she began upon the table the dust flew about and nearly choked her she ran to the well to drink and was refreshed and encouraged perceiving now that it was a tedious plan to wipe the dust from the table on to the floor whence it would have all to be swept up again she got a wooden platter wiped the dust into that carried it to the fire and threw it in but all the time she was getting more and more hungry and although she tried the hole again and again it was only to become more and more certain that work she must if she would eat at length all the furniture was dusted and she began to sweep the floor which happily she thought of sprinkling with water as from the window she had seen them do it to the marble court of the palace that swept she rushed again to the hole but still no food she was on the verge of another rage when the thought came that she might have forgotten something to her dismay she found that table and chairs and everything was again covered with dust not so badly as before however again she set to work driven by hunger and drawn by the hope of eating and yet again after a second careful wiping sought the hole but no nothing was there for her what could it mean her asking this question was a sign of progress it showed that she expected the wise woman to keep her word then she bethought her that she had forgotten the household utensils and the dishes and plates some of which wanted to be washed as well as dusted faint with hunger she set to work yet again one thing made her think of another until at length she had cleaned everything she could think of now surely she must find some food in the hole when this time also there was nothing she began once more to abuse the wise woman as false and treacherous but ah there was the bed unwatered that was soon amended still no supper ah there was the hearth unswept and the fire wanted making up still no supper what else could there be she was at her wit's end and in very weariness not laziness this time sat down and gazed into the fire there as she gazed she spied something brilliant shining even in the midst of the fire it was the little mirror all whole again but little she knew that the dust which she had thrown into the fire had helped to heal it she drew it out carefully and looking into it saw not indeed the ugly creature she had seen there before but still a very dirty little animal whereupon she hurried to the well took off her clothes plunged into it and washed herself clean then she brushed and combed her hair made her clothes as tidy as might be and ran to the hole in the wall there was a huge basin of bread and milk never had she eaten anything with half the relish alas however when she had finished 
she did not wash the basin but left it as it was revealing how entirely all the rest had been done only from hunger then she threw herself on the heather and was fast asleep in a moment never an evil bird came near her all that night nor had she so much as one troubled dream in the morning as she lay awake before getting up she spied what seemed a door behind the tall eight-day clock that stood silent in the corner ah she thought that must be the way out and got up instantly the first thing she did however was to go to the hole in the wall nothing was there well i am hardly used she cried aloud all that cleaning for the cross old woman yesterday and this for my trouble nothing for breakfast not even a crust of bread does mistress ogress fancy a princess will bear that the poor foolish creature seemed to think that the work of one day ought to serve for the next day too that is nowhere the way in the whole universe how could there be a universe in that case and even she never dreamed of applying the same rule to her breakfast how good i was all yesterday she said and how hungry and ill-used i am to-day but she would not be a slave and do over again to-day what she had done only last night she didn't care about her breakfast she might have it no doubt if she dusted all the wretched place again but she was not going to do that at least without seeing first what lay behind the clock off she darted and putting her hand behind the clock found the latch of a door it lifted and the door opened a little way by squeezing hard she managed to get behind the clock and so through the door but how she stared when instead of the open heath she found herself on the marble floor of a large and stately room lighted only from above its walls were strengthened by pilasters and in every space between was a large picture from cornice to floor she did not know what to make of it surely she had run all round the cottage and certainly had seen nothing of this size near it she forgot that she had also run around what she took for a haymow a peat stack and several other things which looked of no consequence in the moonlight so then she cried the old woman is a cheat i believe she's an ogress after all and lives in a palace though she pretends it's only a cottage to keep people from suspecting that she eats good little children like me had the princess been tolerably tractable she would by this time have known a great deal about the wise woman's beautiful house whereas she had never till now got farther than the porch neither was she at all in its innermost places now but king's daughter as she was she was not a little daunted when stepping forward from the recess of the door she saw what a great lordly hall it was she dared hardly look to the other end it seemed so far off so she began to gaze at the things near her and the pictures first of all for she had a great liking for pictures one in particular attracted her attention she came back to it several times and at length stood absorbed in it a blue summer sky with white fleecy clouds floating beneath it hung over a hill green to the very top and alive with streams darting its down its sides towards the valley below on the face of the hill strayed a flock of sheep feeding attended by a shepherd and two dogs a little way apart a girl stood with bare feet in a brook building across it a bridge of rough stones the wind was blowing her hair back from her rosy face a lamb was feeding close beside her and a sheep-dog was trying to reach her hand to lick it oh how i wish i were that little girl said the princess aloud i wonder how it is that some people are made to be so much happier than others if i were that little girl no one would ever call me naughty she gazed and gazed at the picture at length she said to herself i do not believe it is a picture it is the real country with a real hill and a real little girl upon it 
i shall soon see whether this isn't another of the old witch's cheats she went up close to the picture lifted her foot and stepped over the frame i am free i am free she exclaimed and she felt the wind upon her cheek the sound of a closing door struck on her ear she turned and there was a blank wall without door or window behind her the hill with the sheep was before her and she set out at once to reach it now if i am asked how this could be i can only answer that it was a result of the interaction of things outside and things inside of the wise woman's skill and the silly child's folly if this does not satisfy my questioner i can only add that the wise woman was able to do far more wonderful things than this End of chapter five recording by nathan at antipodeanwriter dot wordpress dot com